DIY for business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Today, we're talking about communication. You know, you, you think that that's easy. Uh, not so much. I think I actually I don't know if anybody thinks that's easy. Greg, what do you think? I think it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my setup there, Greg. <laughs> well, you didn't let me finish. Oh, okay. I think it's so easy until I open my mouth. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. And then it gets a lot tougher. Right. And when it really depends on who I'm talking to will determine how easy it is and how well I'm doing it. Right. And you know, the thing is, as a business owner, you're talking to so many different people. One thing that I would always say uh, to, you know, when I was running my business, Everybody is a customer, like whoever you talk to, just pretend that they're a customer because they could potentially become a customer. And I felt like that was the best way to sort of communicate with my team saying that, okay, we we have to value everybody. We have to make sure that everybody feels good about what we're saying to them and and where we're going. But even that like feels good. Like, is, is that always possible? That's not always possible either. You could have the best intentions, but for whatever reason, you just can't get it out correctly. And it may have nothing to do with what you're saying, but how you're saying it to the person that's hearing it. Right. Because they're receiving it a different way. Luckily, today we have help. Yes, we do. We have Layla Ansari. You have been coaching people, helping people for for 20 years here in the Bay Area? Uh, A little less than that, but getting up there about uh, 13, 14 years. Okay, well, maybe I aged you a little bit. We Uh, just rounded up. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's about the experience, you see. So you've helped us out on, on previous episodes. And communication is just such a key factor in running your business. I mean, God, I I think of all of the times that I had to deal with, let's say, staff issues. Let's start there. Like just talking with your team, dealing with somebody that you're working with on a day to day basis can be pretty difficult. What are some tips that you have for dealing with team members? Well, let me back up for a moment. And I can't remember if it was... Greg or you, Russ, who just said that they're great at communication. Oh, that was probably Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Until I open my mouth, Layla, until I open my mouth. No, no, it's important. It's important because a lot of people do think that they're great at communication and they're not so great at it sometimes. Mm. Communication can be a little trickier than you might imagine. So communication is good for so many things, right? It's important in a relationship, like a personal relationship, of course, but it's also important in your friendships and with employees, Mm -hmm. colleagues. It's crucial. It's, uh, you know, you can use it to prevent problems and resolve problems. You use communication to build trust which isn't the first thing that people really associate communication with, but it's so key. It's so important. That's a really interesting point, Layla. Yeah. And, you know, Greg, sorry to jump in here, but I trusted you from the start. And and, and that's, I think, where this needs to start, right in the beginning. If you're talking about improving communication with your employees, especially if it's a small business, actually, you want to create that strong office culture right away really important for the leaders of the organization, the small business, to already set the tone in the business of being accepting of communication. 
and willing to have that back and forth with employees, listening to their feedback and their concerns and really being able to attend to that. So setting the tone right away. Yeah, that's that's always been yeah. one of the priorities for, for Russ and I and all of the different organizations we've worked in or headed up is having that open line yeah. of communication with uh, with all of our team. You know, that, you know, as they say, with an open door policy, right? Come in, you can talk to me, and we can discuss whatever issues. And I think it's so important that there's a, there's a, there's a idea swapping, right? We, we, we need to share ideas and whether they're good or bad or whether it's mm-hmm. resolving a problem or just coming up with something new and innovative, mm-hmm. it, there's gotta be that environment that we can communicate in and not feel inhibited to share those ideas. Yeah. For instance, when you see somebody come into work, and they're just not happy. You know, you could you can actually say, hey, hey, what's going on? Are you OK? You know, like things like that, I think, help to build on everything else. You know, it makes it easier to, hey, is this project on time? You know, like those questions become easier when you kind of get a deeper understanding of the person that you're working with. I think you you can't really ever go wrong. <laughs> I'm setting myself up here. You really <laughs> can't go wrong with active listening, really hearing what the other person is saying. Sometimes people will want to communicate what they need to communicate. And they really just wait until the other person is finished talking to just continue what they're saying. They're not really hearing what the other person is going through, what might Mm -hmm. be difficult for them. That's such an important part of communication, uh, as well as asking questions, asking questions of the other person, like what is the struggle day to day with getting you something that you need, like the employee maybe not performing or something is something is inter- interrupting with the productivity. Mm-hmm. And to be able to ask questions like what's going on for them? How can you help them? Which also leads me to nonverbal communication because that's so it right. isn't something that our first go to right when we're busy at work and mm-hmm. running around and deadlines and things have to get done. But there are a lot of nonverbal cues that can tell us so much about what's happening with them, what's mm-hmm. getting in the way of their ability to be effective at their job. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, and that yeah. even gets more complicated in kind of this Zoom email. Slack right. virtual world that we're in, especially when people don't turn on their cameras <laughs> for a Zoom meeting. Oh, I hate uh, that. <laughs> you know, I've heard so many excuses. Oh. My camera doesn't work. I'm having a bad hair day. I right. <laughs> one after another, and they just don't turn their camera on. So all you're catching yeah. is just their voice. It's just like having a phone conversation, mm-hmm. except for you can kind of display stuff on your screen to them yeah. or they can share screens with you, but you can't really get those nonverbal cues anymore. It's super challenging. Yeah. I can imagine how challenging it must be. What I've heard, read, learned about is communicating through one form is not always best. Like only email, only text. It's good to mix it up. It's good to be able to see each other face to face and having text and email so that you have a chance to see them 
and and see how they seem to be doing and pick up on those nonverbal cues. Mm -hmm. And that is tricky, I might imagine, with people who don't want to turn their video on. That's really interesting. Have you really struggled with that? There are a couple of people that we deal with on a consistent basis that really mm. feels uncomfortable turning mm. their camera on. Mm. And every once once in a while, we'll say, hey, every, this meeting is everybody needs to turn their camera on. Right. Okay. You know, and it's, it's an opportunity yeah. to kind of see each other and share and smile and laugh and, mm -hmm. and, and those types of things. So I don't think it's... Uh, it's not a company policy where you want to force everybody to have their camera on at every single meeting, but every once in a while you can make it mandatory to, to help that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think you said something earlier, Layla, that, you know, building trust with your employees, yeah. you know, those nonverbal cues coming from management mm -hmm. that, you know, the eye contact, the, the, the facial expressions to show that you're really in the moment listening and caring about whatever topic. Really, yeah. really engaged. It's true. It's, it, I think it's really important because, you, you know, if, if if that meeting happened with the camera off mm -hmm. and there was no, you know, verbal communication, nonverbal communication, excuse me, and you wouldn't get the same effect. Right. That same impact of caring and listening and building that trust. I, right. I, true. I would think, too, from the, you know, employee perspective, like. I kind of want to have the camera on to show either my agreement or disagreement or, you know, oh, I, I really like what you're talking about or I really don't. I, I have a comment perhaps, you know, and, and I, you know, I would do those things in, in, in meetings when all of us were together. So why wouldn't I want to really do that on Zoom to get my, make sure, you know, I'm heard. And of course, as a psychologist, I'm immediately thinking, what is happening for that person? Why do they never turn their camera on? Is there something going on? Um, mm -hmm. Just because that's where my mind goes. But there are a lot of ways to communicate that aren't just video face-to-face, -face, not just email. Like I said earlier, setting that tone from the beginning, that communication is important and that you want to hear it is crucial. Mm -hmm. uh, also, being able to communicate regularly what your needs are, the needs of the company are, and following up with each employee is very important to see what do they understand? Mm -hmm. Like, what's their understanding of what needs to get done? Right. And sometimes we think we're communicating that well when they're not quite understanding what needs to get done. And we think that we've communicated that to repeat some of the things that they're saying back to them and having them repeat back to you. That's great advice. That is great advice. Where <laughs> there are some issues. There's been so many times where I've been, you know, giving instructions to somebody. I think I'm doing it clearly. They're giving, they're nodding their head. Yes, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Greg is going to get taken <laughs> care of. And then, you know, whatever project comes back and I look at it and go, what just happened? This right. is, <laughs> right. where did it go off the tracks here? Oh, no. You know, and I have to take responsibility that either I didn't communicate it properly or I didn't, like you said, double check, kind of check in to see whether mm -hmm. it was being heard correctly. Right. And you know, everyone is different. So not everyone will hear the way you deliver information in the same way. Also, we're not always great at communicating with every different kind of individual. 
So we have to look at our own abilities. Are we being clear with the message? Are we um, giving them steps that are, are very understandable? They know what their next steps are and what you want. Like uh, what Greg said there is kind of the, the pro move. You know, it's like yeah. if it didn't go right, it, it's OK. I didn't communicate yeah. it right, perhaps. Yeah taking on that responsibility of it not going right on yourself first, using that as a learning experience on how to communicate with that person in the future. So perhaps exactly. the project will go right the next time. I think that's a something that's, yeah, I, I say pro move. That's like a, you know, level, level two uh, business owner. <laughs> you know, I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you had an experience like that in your work with employees where you've noticed it was an issue in yourself that you weren't able to communicate. You thought you were, but actually um, you weren't very good at. Yeah. You know, I actually, I've had that more probably with contractors, let's say somebody that I'm, you know, or like a vendor that I'm not working with on a regular basis. A lot of my team, you know, I, I try to spend as much time as I can getting to know them and how to work with them as individuals. You know, the way that I manage person A versus person B is going to be completely different because person B might need a little more of a little more instruction or, you know, just exactly a little more clarity in the communication. Or, or person A might be a total personality type different Ex than person exactly. B. Exactly. That, and that's something we need to dive into as well. Yeah, Greg, let's talk about that. I think we should just dive into that maybe after the break, Russ. What do you there think? There we go. Yes, that's what I was going to say. We got to make that uh, stop for the break here. We'll do that. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Layla. You know, a great way to promote your business is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to a podcast and we're telling you to make a podcast. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, okay. Where do we do it? We do it on Anchor. And why? Well, because they do all the work for you. They distribute the podcast. You can edit your podcast right on your phone or within your computer. Uh, everything you need for a podcast is right there in one place. Just go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. And we're back. We're talking about communication. Really, this is a communication on communication. How, <laughs> how meta is that, right? I mean, come on. We're joined today by Layla Ansari. And we're about to get into communicating with different people, different personality types. Layla, I'm, I'm just going to hand it. I'm not going to ask a question. I'm just going to hand it to you on this one. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think before even the communicating the information to another person, it's important. An important factor in communication is what we know for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what we're clear on internally for ourselves. Okay. What's the point we want to get across? What's the main mission? What needs to get done? And what are you willing to do or not do? If you have those boundaries within yourself, it makes it a lot easier to impart information to somebody else mm. rather than get kind of uh, um, wrapped up with feeling pushed or pressured when another person pushes back and then mm -hmm. you don't know where you stand and it's it's hard to compromise. You, you feel a little bit uncertain and ungrounded. 
it's important to know what you want going into any conversation. That makes a lot of sense. And I've never thought of it that way. Neither have I. That's really <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I love the that. way you put that. Yeah. Well, Do you think I, you need to take inventory on like your personality as well? Sure. Let's say you have you're an employer and you grew up in a family. This isn't with so much personality. This is just like how you learn to communicate. You grew up in a in a person uh, you grew up in a family where your parents wanted to see you but not hear you. And mm-hmm. they were very strict and they laid down the the rules and there was no discussing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seen and not heard. You've heard that phrase yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> then you grow up, you're living your life and you become uh, CEO of a small business or big business. And that's your attitude when dealing with employees. That's the way that you communicate with people. Do what I say. There is no compromise. I don't want to hear feedback. I'm right. And, you know, perhaps you're not even aware that that's what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but you have to look at yourself and how you approach communication and how you approach interacting with other people. Actually, that's what I was just going to ask you is like for the people that are listening that are the business owners, those CEOs, and they never thought about who they are as a communicator and why they communicate the way they communicate, what advice would you provide them to kind of better understand themselves? When I work with individuals who come to me about communication problems in their relationships, in their family, that's a huge one, intimate relationships and family um, we, we look, we just open up the conversation. Like, how are you communicating? How are you approaching the situation and building that introspectiveness, that awareness, having a little more insight around what they bring to a conversation, not just the other person. There's no like particular test I wasn't really looking for a test. I was looking for, you know, think back of, you know, the last meeting you went to where you were trying to get a, a point across, you know, think back on that. And how did you get that point across? Did you ask questions? Did you just kind of tell people what there is, you know, kind of look in, in retrospect to oh, past sure. meetings and past conversations to identify what are the trends that you do mm-hmm. as a person yeah. to communicate your thoughts. Yeah, definitely will work with, uh, is there a situation where something went well, something worked? What were the commonalities? Like what occurred that made that happen? Often though, I will hear a lot of, I'm struggling and I can't communicate with this person. Hmm. So there aren't always a lot of examples to go back to where something has worked. And then you you just need to work on looking at the situations and kind of pulling apart what you think went wrong, what could you could do better. Patients don't always come to me with a lot of success stories. Interesting. No. That's really interesting. Yeah. What I found a lot is certain personality types. Yeah. What are you talking about when you say personality? That's what like there's a driver personality type. There's an analytical personality type, mm-hmm. amiable and expressive. Those are kind of the four personality types that most people in business kind of 
Oh, so this kind of is like business terminology. Business, yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah. So my understanding of the personality types is very different. From, okay. Yeah. And, and and a driver is those assertive people, mm-hmm. right? You're real, they tend to be the CEOs. They tend to be mm. you know, leaders. And I find that they have a difficult time communicating back and forth with analytical uh, people but and, and maybe even expressive people, but they do really well with amiables. And amiables are easygoing. They kind of go along with it. They listen very well. They follow orders. <laughs> so obviously drivers and amiables, they do really well. So a driver, when they're having conversations, they're giving instructions to an amiable goes a lot better than when they're giving instructions to an expressive or an analytical personality. Well, so that, that I understand that, you know, in my experience that I'm drawing from to talk to you today is really about communication in general. And so these are terms that are new to me that I wasn't familiar with, but it really makes sense if you step back and look at it because somebody who's extremely assertive in perhaps an unhealthy way, just very, I want it done this way, follow these directions, they're going to get along great with someone who's accepting of everything Mm -hmm. and rolls with everything. Now, an analytical personality type, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Well, if it doesn't make sense, like if the numbers or the facts don't prove it out, they're like, wait a second, that doesn't, you know, and driver's going, well, do it my way. You know, I know what's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. on, cool. but the numbers don't work, sir. <laughs> or, or, yeah. You know, <laughs> we could see how that would definitely be a problem because the driver is, I just want to get it done. Right. Let's move ahead. Here's the idea. Let's do it. And they don't really want to get bogged down with the details. And that's hard for the analytical type. Yeah. So I could see how that would be an issue. So I kind of go back to what we started talking about. You have to be able to sit down with another person and and engage in active listening. Mm -hmm. Tell them what you need from your perspective. And then you have to listen to what the other person is saying and really hear them. They have to feel heard. Everyone needs to feel heard. Well, when you're um, talking to like an expressive person, that's the fourth personality type that yes. we haven't gotten to. They oh, yeah. love to talk. They love to be kind of center of attention. They like to tell the stories. And if you don't let them be heard, yeah, you're right. not going to be able to manage them. Mm-hmm. Well, there there is a way to let people be heard, but not let necessarily let everything just go off the rails where um, you're listening to a story and it's going on and on. You can interject about certain pieces like, ah, I understand how important this is to you. I can see from what you're saying, then get it back on track. Go back to the, the main points that you wanted to make. And then again, I'm, I guess I'm speaking employer to employee. So you have a limited time for a meeting or a talk and you need certain information to be understood, but you don't have time for like the stories that go on. (laughs) (laughs) You can bring it back to the main points and it doesn't need to sound harsh or like you're not listening. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the finesse of that can be difficult 
And sure. it's like you have to learn yeah. these skills as you go along and, and dealing, you know, not only, you know, okay, you've got the different team members that you've got to deal with. You've got the different customer types that you've got to deal with, like all of these different personality types out there that you have to learn to deal with as a business owner. That can be really, really oh, rough. In my practice, I do a lot of role play because it is difficult and I hear so many questions around communication and boundaries and um, active listening from my patients. Mm. The settings can all be different, but it's the same issues. So it's helpful for us to do a role play. I do it often nice. with my patients. I am the parent that they're struggling to talk to. The parent's overbearing and you know it's it's been difficult in their life. I will be uh, the boss, I'll be the partner, um, or we switch roles. The more you can practice the skills, it, the better. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel much more comfortable interacting with all these different types of people if you can practice. Yeah, I go back to what you said earlier with a lot of people just think that they're good communicators. <laughs> And they don't, it's not malicious. Like they mean to, they try. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I, when I think about when you say about the practice, I'm like, the people that think they're good communicators probably don't practice it because they think they're good already. Right. It's <laughs> well, that can come up too, you know, uh -huh. that could come up where you gently explore. Why do you think that? Have you had good results? What kind of feedback are you getting? Oh, I wonder why. Right. Make make them watch the original Rocky. You know, <laughs> I, I just watched that the other day, and I thought this this is actually it's, it's an interesting lesson in business because you've got Apollo Creed, right, who uh, doesn't practice at all, doesn't do anything. He's just like concerned about the business of this. Ah, this is going to be an easy fight. It's no problem. And then you've got Rocky, you know, whatever, chasing chickens and lifting up logs to do whatever he can to win this fight. And it's like, if you think of your business in that way of like, don't be Apollo Creed, be Rocky, be the one that's always practicing, always driving. And I think communication, I, I never, I didn't really think about role play. I think about that when I think of sales or I think of, you know, certain aspects of the business, but I think that's actually great ideas, you know, either when. Uh, dealing with uh, your team members or customers. I think it's great to start so to do a, a role play. I thought you were going to say uh, you need to start chasing chickens. Well, I think that's another <laughs> that's another big benefit. Uh, Which, I don't know. Maybe yeah, that would help. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for the footwork. It's good for the it is. Come on, Rock. You can do it. Yeah. I don't know about like, hitting a side of beef, whether that's going to help me. <laughs> well, you guys took my analogy and, and just went a little too literal with that one. Uh, right into it. Uh, I do love Rocky. All right. So communication is such a big topic that this is our first ever two-parter. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to do two parts. We'll continue our conversation with Layla on our next episode, but I do ask you to listen each week and subscribe to our podcast. You can do that in whatever app you're uh, listening on right now. Just hit the subscribe button. I know they changed that on uh, the iPhone app, but whatever it is, click that button. Uh, I think it's follow now. <laughs> They'll change it by the time I say it. So uh, yes, please do subscribe. And I do have to mention that all of the 
advice that we give is just that. It's advice. It's what we think will work best for your business. And you know what? If you follow it, great. And if it works, fantastic. All we want to do is make your business grow and make your business better. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week.